0: hello and welcome
1: sweet sweet death
0: <laughs> yes and are you coming
1: we may, we may be here <laughs> <laughs> we're not
0: sure we don't know where we are in time and space right now um okay so we think we're recording yeah, we're not hopefully. we're not we're not super sure i can't hear my own voice in the headphones <laughs> uh i it feels very echoey um, Yikes. I can hear you. Okay, it's fine. Uh, I'm rambling. I'm sorry. It's been a very frustrating couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, we're here. We're recording. This is great. Yay. Okay. Sorry, it took so long. Um, Laura, will you open your Christmas? Okay, so it's current. Oh. It's currently February nineteenth. <laughs> the last time uh, we saw each other was before Christmas. Yes. Would you like to open your Christmas yeah, present? I'll do it. Excellent. Okay. I can't wait. And this is so exciting, sure, for both of our listeners to hear. Oh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, so what is
1: this? I don't
0: I don't remember. Oh, there we go. <gasps> oh
1: how cute. Oh my gosh. Sweet. I literally love this.
0: Nice. Right on. It's, it's so like fun. a fuzzy. What is it? A like a little fluffy. Yeah, the Hercules moth or whatever yeah. it is. That big fluffy Aww. one.
1: I love it. It literally is so cute.
0: So sweet. Oh, and then, dude, I'm gonna look up all of our text Shawn. messages.
1: Dang, this is so cool.
0: Oh yeah, I got it. Um. Okay, I don't know. Are we. I don't know if we can. I'm not promoting anywhere, but there's a place <laughs> called Kronk's um, downtown. Oh, Curiosity yes. Shop? Yes. I love that place.
1: Dang, I didn't know they sold spices, though. Yeah. I love that place, though, as well. I haven't been in a while. Aw. Sweet. Dang, that's so cool. Yeah. Cute. Thank you. How sweet. Aw. Well, I'm going to, now that it's February and your birthday is <laughs> like in a week, I'll be giving you your gift, gift Yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> You don't get it? Okay. I, that's cool with uh, me it's pretty big though so you'll have to i mean not that big but you'll have to find room for i feel it you i feel own, you all right your house somewhere
0: so okay. i thought it would be fun to just real quick go over the many text messages we sent <laughs> back and forth over the last two months of hey can you meet up on this day and then the other one going yeah totally and then going oh fuck actually i forgot there's a thing going on and i can't do it okay uh, so, like you had said, your sister was coming to town. Oh, yeah. Do you remember oh that? Dude, yeah. <laughs> that's the last, that's how far back we were trying to meet up. So, you were like, my sister's going to be in town. I was like, okay, that's cool. Well, I'm going to be in California. Oh, yeah. But maybe we can meet like right before. Right, yeah. And then it was like, we were both like, lol, that's not happening. Yeah. So, then we were like, okay, after, plenty of time. I'll be in California. <laughs> I'll work on my story. You're working on yours. Yeah. It's great i i don't remember shit happened and then like we just did not reconnect for a minute and then let's see on january 22nd you were like i think wednesday should work hopefully i'm kind of behind (laughs) (laughs) and then i said and then i wrote tuesday is a lie does wednesday work (laughs) uh oh no that's right i had written tuesday is a lie sorry my phone does weird things where old messages are whatever so I said Tuesday's the lightest. is Wednesday work and then you were like yeah Wednesday should work hopefully I'm kind of behind yeah. and then uh and then you would haha I should be ready and I said me too lol <laughs> so anyway want to make it Thursday <laughs> and then you were like yeah but I think Friday would be better <laughs> <laughs> and then I put are you still ready to record Friday I have availability and then something and then you wrote something I don't know mm. Oh, I said, I'm doing my story on some animals getting loose. Were you doing something similar? Just double checking. And then you were like, no. And then I was like, how about we meet at seven or eight? Is that okay? And then you were like, "Uh, I'm kind of typing because I worked late last night. (laughs) Do you have any other days you are free? And then I was like, yeah, we can do Monday. And then you were like, okay, maybe Monday because I'm off and I won't be stressed. (laughs) And then I put oh something must have happened because I put so that tool show is happening on the oh, 5th oh yeah did you want to go and then and then you just let this long message about like my life is insane <laughs> I don't think I could do it and then it was like and then uh, I put oh because you were sick yeah and then I put dude we can reschedule it's cool uh I don't know whatever and then I think I said Friday's good or Thursday or something and then yeah I don't know so anyway we just went on and on and on that's
1: just why we never I can't
0: <laughs> I can't. I can't do Saturday. I'm babysitting. Uh, Tuesday works, and then yeah, just. con It was so just funny. that back and forth. I think uh, I'm okay. Does six sound good? Uh, yeah.
1: I know. I feel like it was all on me, and
0: then I was. No, it was d- not. Depending on. Please don't think that it was. I was so unprepared. Do you know when I finished typing? <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> so
1: i know it's fun. i do the same too and i'll be like wow i'm, I'm gonna have so much time to work on my story <laughs> with us canceling so much and then i never do
0: do you know what uh. i do i have been in the middle of working on it and then when if you send a text where you say i can't make it yeah. today <laughs> i fucking slam my laptop shut and i'm like fuck this I and know. then i go do something I'm else
1: exactly the same i've had it by my bed and i'll <laughs> open it and i'll be like okay tonight I'll finish typing and then I'm like oh man I really hope Heather texts me so I don't have to finish typing
0: dude Uh, the exact same thing I do the same thing uh, yep
1: here we are we finally made it
0: fuck we made it and then the headphones aren't working and like god damn it I was like really I was like dude Laura I don't I I don't know if it's happening tonight it took us two months to meet up (laughs) It has to happen. It has to happen. So now we're recording on a single channel. We don't know how this is gonna sound. I can't fucking hear a goddamn thing that I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> well. So. How was tool? Uh, oh my god, it was so fucking really? good. I took um, I only took a couple shrooms. Oh. <laughs> I wish I had taken some more because I think that really would have made the in- experience fantastic. Um, and it's already cool enough. Like the only. I, it's like kind of cool, I guess, but like you know, Maynard doesn't allow uh, cell phones at the show. Oh, he, they really? are they're adamant about that. There's signs fucking everywhere. Do not use your cell phone. Wow. The annoying thing about it is too that security, because if you're a little closer to the floor, and I've we've gotten lucky where the first time we saw him, we were like on the floor. It was fucking amazing, but security and their fucking flashlights are in your face every time someone behind you is like trying to take a picture they're just like clicking their flashlights (laughs) and it's like blinding it's like what the fuck like god damn it so wait
1: why are they so crazy about phones just like it's just a
0: Maynard thing he's he's really has a deep hatred for cell phones he he's like well it I think it's fair because I mean how many how many videos are on YouTube yeah. of just the shittiest just it jerkiest yeah, and, and it's...
1: like someone's story of like fifty videos, of yes. Like... You, the music sounds like shit and you're like uh. yeah you can't hear yeah. shit you
0: can't see shit it's dark and on top of that like they put a lot of effort i think yeah. they put a lot of effort to their shows there's a big giant screen there's lasers there's lights that go crazy yeah. smoke machine like when we were on the floor that smoke machine lady was crazy man <laughs> she was running back and forth wow. with that fucking thing smoke here smoke here smoke 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 um yeah, yeah it was awesome uh Yeah, so, and we got, and it was really awesome, because we were at the edge, so we, like, didn't have anybody to the right of us. It was like, fuck, yes. So we kind of, like inched away from everybody yeah. you know like you can just stay away from <laughs> us we're good yeah
1: dang yeah this sounds dope and then um i was gonna say too i feel like even i understand the whole cell phone thing as well because i feel like when you do go to a show and there's like that person in front of you just like literally holding their phone like, yes the entire time like however many hours and it's just like, oh shit did i tell annoying you about as fuck.
0: did i tell you i saw afro man no <laughs> i saw afro man oh. in lulu's down what is it downstairs oh, yes because yeah. they're moving or whatever i don't know so we saw afro man at lulu's in manitou a very very tiny venue yeah have you been
1: yeah i saw i went to the rocky horror thing there did we go together no no oh you but did i go have there too i have right? gone yeah. for rocky
0: horror yes okay yeah so it's a very cute fun little yeah. venue But it's tiny. And anyway, I saw Afro Man. It was great to just pot. They didn't need a a smoke machine lady (laughs) because everyone was blazing up. So Um, but there was a dude in front of us, this like six foot three dude who's like very built, who's obviously like a college kid or something with his cell phone just the whole time just up and he's shaking it like crazy and shit (laughs) and he's just screaming my tiktok tiktok and we're like oh my god God, get the fuck out of here so yeah yeah. and i can understand why somebody like maynard who is a fucking artist like it doesn't have time for that shit so yeah
1: yeah. well that's dope that's funny because the other day tool was on the radio and i told dylan too i was like dang i was like heather invited me to this show and dylan was like and you didn't go (laughs) And I was like, yeah. Like, I had, like, a lot going <laughs> yeah. on.
0: Rest assured, <sighs> the next time that they come through, I i mean, I'm going to get tickets. Yeah. Like, any I'm really sad I missed the, um, well, I missed out on the, uh, it's Pussifer, it's a perfect circle in Primus, and they're playing at Red Rocks. Oh. They're only playing, like, a dozen shows i would die to see a perfect circle dude yeah. they're so amazing i that high school or that uh that that album in high school oh it it got me through <laughs> Mare de noms or however it's pronounced i don't know oh. but yeah so oh so um, good
1: did are you the one who told me that like the arctic monkeys broke up or i didn't tell you that like that no yeah so did they that's what I heard. No. Yeah, so I don't know if that's like
0: But we just saw that I know. I just bought an eighty five dollar hoodie at their show.
1: <laughs> I know. It made me feel better. I'm like, huh, so is this the last like Arctic monkeys hoodie?
0: The right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that we can sell in a few years for no. Yep. <laughs> their last tour.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know
1: if it's true or not. Someone else told me it
0: and I hope not. But I mean, he's so what is uh, Alex Turner? Turner. Yeah. I for, I dude, I'm not joking when I say for maybe 2 years I've been calling him Miles Turner. Really? That's not his name. <laughs> and That's then so I funny. and then I kept hearing people at the show talk about <laughs> Alex Turner and I was like, "Oh, this no." Is so funny. I'm really Miles, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Got a big old I love Miles. I love Miles shirt. Oh, no. Uh,
1: no, I didn't know that.
0: Well, cool, cool. Well, shit, man, do, do you want to get started? Did you want to go yeah. first? Are you um, pumped for your story?
1: <laughs> it's okay, I guess. I wanted to do like a really cool story. I had seen this story. I don't know if you saw it, too, of like um all those skydivers mm-hmm. that died like in Lake Erie that i wanted to do
0: uh i don't remember this it was
1: okay i wanted to talk about it just because i thought it was like crazy but i think it was something like a it was like really foggy and this plane was dropping all these people to skydive and he accidentally dropped them into lake erie and i think it was like i don't know something like 30 people and 16 of them died what because they literally like died like they're like, because of their parachutes in the, like, lake, but that was, like, basically the story, you know, and there wasn't, like, a ton on it, but I was, like, dang, like, I wish there was more on this where I could do, like, a story on it, but yeah you should look it up it was pretty yeah and then i was just like watching like parachute videos of like people skydiving and dying and like oh my god (laughs) it's so funny i felt like terrified and my little sister had called me too she's like what are you doing i'm like i'm watching videos about skydiving she's like i really want to go i was like i don't
0: (laughs) (laughs) actually i'm good yeah yep okay but yeah. And that's, that is your story? No. It's, oh, okay. No, I wish it was.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to talk about it and tell you about it because I thought it was crazy. That is fucking nuts. <laughs> but no, my story is just a murder. Unsolved uh, murder. Yeah.
0: Well, go on.
1: Okay. So it's the unsolved murder of Beverly. And then I don't know how to say her last name, but it's J-A-R-O-S-Z. So Jaros. 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 I guess that's how I'm going to say it. Um, Jaros. It happened in the 60s December 28th 1964 16 year old Beverly was home um for school or from school on Christmas break with her little sister Carol who was four years younger than her 12 uh she was a junior in high school and attended an all-girls Roman Catholic school called Marymount High School um apparently as a child she often quoted Shakespeare and wrote poetry about death and dying which same I'm just kidding <laughs> uh As she got older, her interests were still similar. Um, She liked going to the art museum with friends, or she, I guess, would go a lot by herself. Um, I don't know if it was, like, the 60s, and I'm just, like, nowadays, I feel like that's, like, what grandmas liked. So it's, like, normal, (laughs) or if she actually was, like, an old soul. But, yeah, she was just, like, a very well-rounded, normal, like, young girl. Um, She was, like, quiet and shy, so it wasn't like she was, like, a bad kid or involved with drugs or alcohol or, like... One of those, like, typical teenagers where it's like, oh, she was, like, hanging out with weird people and got herself into trouble. Uh, She just had, like, normal girlfriends. Um, Anyways, her and her sister both lived in Garfield Heights, Ohio with that's the state we're doing right yes Yes, okay (laughs) i always get scared because it's so Uh, long and then i'm like is this right okay yeah so they lived in ohio with their parents on thornton avenue her mother eleanor worked at Gellin company which i looked that up and i couldn't find anything on it so i think it was just so long ago i don't know what the fuck she did her father thaddeus was the co-owner of a lighting and manufacturing company located in their hometown Although the girls were on Christmas break, both of their parents left for work on the morning of the 28th. Um, They had had a party the night before, so her parents did. So the girls woke up that morning and they cleaned the house after breakfast, and then they decided to walk to their grandmother's house, Marie Vanik, who she lived close by off of Turney Road, which was a little over a mile away. Some things I read it was a mile, other things I saw two miles, so, but they walked there. Uh, They called her before leaving and she had asked them to stop and grab a loaf of bread from... Hugh, which was a local bakery, and then a hairnet from Woolworth on their walk over. Uh, Beverly usually saw her grandmother once a week to wash and set her hair in curlers, which is why she had stopped to grab the hairnet. Um, She had planned on hanging out with friends earlier in the day, so she had told her grandmother that she was going to head back home at around 1 p.m. right after they had finished lunch. She had planned to meet with her friend Barbara, whom she had called earlier, and then they were both going to walk over to their friend Marjorie's house. Uh, An 18-year-old boy who lived next door to the grandma named James (laughs) Mondelzelski, I don't know, Uh, she gave her, or he gave her a ride home, which I guess he had just come home from an interview, is what I read, and then he saw her and was like, hey, like, do you need a ride home, because she was walking to the bus stop, and then her grandmother was like, oh yeah, that'll be fine, she, like, trusted him and knew him since she was the his neighbor. <laughs> uh, anyways. So she was like, yeah, sure. Um, so he gave her a ride home. Uh, I guess he dropped her off. She went inside and he was like, okay. And like left. Which I guess his story checked out too. Like his mom said that he had come ho- came home like 15 minutes after dropping her off. Which, I mean, I guess could be enough time to murder someone. But who knows. Uh, I guess from the examination of the home, they found that she had um, come inside, immediately locked the door. She went in. Left her purse and book sitting on the counter. She turned on the radio and then she answered the phone as it rang. It was a young man who asked for Carol, her little sister. She told him that she wasn't in and asked who was calling. The man replied, Steven Stankowitz. She wrote his name down on a piece of paper, which they had like evidence of this too. Like it was like her little handwriting and everything. And she left it near the phone. Um, and the police later would learn that it was a fake name. So they never actually knew who placed this call. Uh, then the phone rang again and it was a jewelry shop. They were calling to let her know that her um, mother's necklace that she had taken in for repairs was ready for pickup. So then she called her mom to let her know that she had got home okay. And then she told her mom, like, hey, your necklace was also ready. And they talked a little bit and then hung up. Uh, And then when questioned, I guess her mother said that Beverly sounded normal on the phone. She didn't suspect anything out of the ordinary from the call and that she could hear classical music playing on the radio in the background, which I guess Beverly loved classical music, so that's what she put on. Uh, So the last person to speak to Beverly before she died would be her grandmother. And this was just a little after one. She had called and spoken to her, and when she was on the phone, she said she seemed really rushed, and then she cut her grandmother off. And she said she heard knocking at the side door. And she was like, I can't talk right now. Um, Barbara is here. And then she hung up. So Barbara would make it to Beverly's house at 125-ish, which her grandmother said that she left at like one. So literally, this was like a 20 minute like window where I guess she was murdered. Uh, so Barbara knocks on the door, but she doesn't answer. She could hear the radio playing really loud in the house. Uh, she walked to the side door and she noticed that the storm door was closed, which I think is just the screen door. Um, But the wooden door was wide open and the music was extremely loud. She assumed because it was so loud, she couldn't hear her. So she was like calling to her through the window like Beverly. She didn't answer. so She called again. And then she heard like a really loud thump come from upstairs. So at this point, um, she tries to like open the door. She said it sounded like a dresser fell or like someone was moving furniture. But she said it was locked. So she called again for Beverly and she didn't answer. So now she's like kind of annoyed she walks around to the front of the house again and she stands like right under her window and her um, window was on the second floor and she was like calling up to her hoping she could hear her from outside she doesn't hear anything so she walks to her mailbox pulls out a magazine sits on her front porch is like looking through the magazine waiting for her but she never comes out so she thinks like oh I was a little late. Cause she was supposed to be there at one, but she got there, you know, like 20 minutes after. So she was like, I guess I'll just leave. Like she must be pissed at me or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I guess her mother, Barbara's mother had driven her over to the house and dropped her off. And when she got there, she said she didn't see any vehicles outside of the house or parked on the road or anything out of the ordinary. And she had just dropped her off and left. So Barbara decided um, not to go to Marjorie's house who she was supposed to meet up with, but walk to a gas station where she ran into a guy named Gary Grayson. Uh, She asked him to take her back home and arrived around 2 p.m. So then she called Beverly's house a few times, but she didn't answer. So then she called, um, or I think Marjorie called her, and she was like, hey, why didn't you guys come over? And Barbara told her that she thought that Beverly was mad because she was late and she was playing music really loud and the side door was wide open, but she wouldn't answer her and margie was like uh that's really weird she's like i don't think that's normal and barbara was like oh like really and so um she was like i guess marjorie was like really worried and so she called beverly's grandmother and told her what happened to which i guess the grandmother literally said on the phone like oh my god she's dead oh yeah and so her grandmother um hung up with her and then um she started like thinking all these horrible things she's like that must have been why she was like rushing off the phone like maybe thinking that someone was like in the house with her already but she wasn't sure um so she called beverly's dad thaddeus and told him that something was wrong he agreed and left work early to go and check on her it was a 20 minute drive home from his shop and when he arrived at this point it was like four twenty to 4 30 ish He noticed the side door was still open, but the storm door was now unlocked. When he got inside, he noticed that the back door was also unlocked and left slightly open. And this was like a door that the family never used. Uh, He checked the front door and saw that it was locked. There was no sign of forced entry. Nothing was missing. um, And the radio was still blasting like classical music. Uh, So he ran upstairs really worried to find Beverly laying in her dark bedroom in between her bed and her sister's bed. Mm -hmm tied up with a clothesline he could see that she was clearly dead and i guess he um checked for a pulse and then ran downstairs to call the police oh my god so yeah so she had been beaten and her clothes were torn off and strewn across her room she was tied up around her neck and her ankles Uh, strangulation was the cause of death although she had been stabbed over 40 times
0: oh my god
1: Um, although her clothes were torn off she was not sexually assaulted and the coroner said that she fiercely fought her attacker because she was like Really beat up. Um, Damn, there were burn marks on the front of her neck from the rope, and it was like really thick and deep, like thicker than it was like on the back, I guess. And then the killer cut open her face and slit her throat.
0: What? Um, He cut open her face? Yeah,
1: I'll tell you a little bit more about Uh, that in a second. But yeah, so she had been stabbed so much that it actually cut through the rope that she was tied up with, and then the sweater that she was wearing was down around her hips. And the knife that was used was never found. So although Beverly's killer has still never been found, the police did have a few leads that obviously were all dead ends. Uh, the most alarming was that Beverly had apparently had a stalker. And then as I mentioned earlier, she usually went to the art museum. And I guess she did this a lot. And a guard there had noticed that a tall, thin man who appeared angry had been like following her around the museum once. Um, she had also been receiving many hang-up calls. Her mother said that... It was like 10 to 12 a day.
0: Whoa. That's so many.
1: Yeah. And then she also received a bracelet and a ring that someone just left for her on her like front porch and she didn't know who left it for her. So she had like literally like a stalker. Uh. Uh, Police wondered if the man who had called with the fake name was possibly the killer. um, And he was just calling to make sure she was like home alone that Mm -hmm. day and that the father wouldn't answer or something. So, um, as I said, when they found her, although she wasn't raped, she was naked from the waist down. Her slacks had been torn off. She was laying face down in between the beds. So, it was like, you know, when you're a kid and you, like, share a room with your sister. It was like the two beds against the wall. Yeah. The nightstand in between. Yeah. She was, like, laying in between there. Oh. Yeah. Um, her blouse and bra were shoved upwards. They found buttons from her shirt on the floor. Uh, they found three different lengths of rope, uh, two which had like loops tied at the end, almost like for her wrists or something. And then these were actually pieces of rope that she was originally tied up with. But because she'd been stabbed so much, they like fell off and oh were like my God. on the floor and like under the bed and stuff. Um, she was stabbed mostly in the neck, chest and shoulders. She had defensive wounds on her fingers and face. And so her face was cut open from her left ear to her chin and then from her right ear down to her throat.
0: Oh, so he was trying to ear to ear. Yeah. Whoa.
1: Yeah. Um, the coroner stated that the cuts severed all of the vessels. I guess. I don't I don't know what that exactly meant. I think since it was like the 60s. It was yeah. just like, yeah. Um, they didn't find anything under her fingernails. And then a rug that was usually between the bed was under her sister's bed. And then another rug was wadded up and found just like in the corner with a few, dro- few drops of blood on it. So this was like the weirdest part, I felt like. But there it was like one of those old like kind of attic rooms. So like the um, wall kind of like, you know, sloped downwards and then it was like down here and the bed was against this wall. There was a huge hole like nine by five. It looks like I don't know, like your head or something could fit through it. Hmm. And it was um, either like punched through and I don't know. It was really bizarre, but there was like blood also all over the wall whoa and they think that someone like kicked it in or punched it in but it was just such in a weird spot you know where it's like what how did that happen i don't know um they had photos of what online if you want to look it up but yes really fucking weird place for a hole to be but i was thinking this must have been because nothing was like turned over so i feel like this must have been like what um barbara heard when she was knocking and she heard like a really loud thump like i feel like it had to have been the hole or i don't
0: i don't know yeah
1: it's really weird um so the nightstand and her sister's bed were untouched they found a dozen fingerprints, um, a bloody palm print, but all but three of these were eliminated as her or her fam- as hers or her family's. Um, and her diary was the only thing that had been taken.
0: Oh. Yeah. Whoa.
1: Yeah. Okay, so the police had a German Shepherd dog come to the house and it traced her smell from the bedroom out the back door and across the backyard. And it went into the neighbor's backyard, into the edge of the property, and then it ended on the next street near a curb where they also found footprints and, like, a patch of sand. Wow. Yeah, they found a clump of her hair in a bush in the backyard. Um, And then the police investigated every single, like, boy that she had been dating or spent time with. Uh, They apparently had alibis and they all passed polygraph tests. Uh, There was a neighbor who I guess was kind of creepy who said he was home alone when she was killed. His polygraph was inconclusive. There was a guy who had stabbed a woman in January of 1965, raped his stepmother, and then he confessed to the murder, but lady later recanted it. His polygraph was also inconclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, her father had also come home one night and saw a man staring up at the girls' bedroom, and he chased him down the block but didn't catch him. Uh, so because of all of this stuff up until when she was murdered... Uh, she had been like pretty scared, and she had been carrying like a little brass like letter opener that it basically looked like a little knife. Aww. Yeah, and she was using she, but that was ruled out as a murder weapon. Cause she they found it, and it was like f- no like blood or anything on it. Um, and so then Thaddeus and Eleanor, the parents, said that maybe like seven years after the murder, when Carol was already moved out and in college, someone broke into their house. They stole a gold watch. And two paintings they had on the wall were taken down and the backs were torn out of them. And these were Beverly's favorite paintings. Oh. Yeah. And they don't know what the person was looking for, if they had found it or not. But it was just like really weird because it seems like that's the only reason they broke into the house. Uh, No one was ever charged with Beverly's murder. And police believe that if the killer were still alive, he would now be in his 80s. Um, Although her parents divorced, her father had stayed in this home for almost 30 years. And he left everything exactly the same as it had been in the 60s after her murder, even down to the radio in the living room, just in case a jury ever needed to visit.
0: Oh, my God. I know.
1: Um, And then both him and the mother died without ever getting justice or knowing who killed Beverly. And her murder is still unsolved to this day.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: It's crazy. That is
0: such a sad story. Yeah.
1: I actually felt so creeped out while researching it. I don't know why, but I just had like this weird feeling the whole time. It's so creepy. I feel like not knowing who did it and I don't know. It's
0: really bizarre. But yeah. Oh yeah.
1: That's my story.
0: Well, well done. (laughs) That was Ugh. That, sorry, that last little bit, the dad keeping everything I know, it's the so same sad. way. Like, uh, just like must in be hopes, yeah. Stepping into, I don't know, a little time warp. Yeah. Like, wow. It's crazy
1: because, yeah, I think it said he died in like 2018 or something. So it's Aww. like all that time he just like kept his house just
0: the same. Just got to keep that little bit so of hope. Sad, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I hope they. Hey, yeah, fuck. How do you. What do you do when a kid. I don't a... know. Yeah. You it just goes unsolved but i was
1: thinking too i'm like well whoever did it must like obviously took the diary and it's like what if like someone out there like someone's a grandpa or something has like this diary in their house or like when he dies what if they find it or like yeah what do people do with stuff like that i don't know it's like in a storage unit or like i don't know yeah maybe that's the key to solving it maybe someday someone's Grandkid will find this weird fucking diary. And
0: what sucks is it'll be like, oh, grandpa died, and we're going through his shit. And what's his fucking diary? And they just toss it. It like ends up
1: at like a thrift store or something. Oh my
0: god. Okay, we need to go to thrift stores, Laura, and start (laughs) looking in Ohio. In Ohio, (laughs) and start looking at diaries.
1: It's so creepy. But yeah, they had so much DNA and evidence too. And it's like, why haven't they like I don't know tested it again? I feel like there's so many murders that could be solved just by like. I don't know, running shit through. What is yes. it called? Like CODIS yeah. or
0: something. Yeah. 100%. But yeah. They just won't. They got to bust the drug users, yeah. Laura. <laughs> I They're <know>. dangerous. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> another murder happened, but what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, then All I'll right. j- jump into mine. Um, I, Let me find it. Let Here we go. My computer. Robbie is walking around upstairs. Okay, here we go. The Zanesville Zoo Massacre. (laughs) This is... I, like, don't even remember hearing about this. Do you? No. Apparently, it was, like, nationwide, worldwide coverage, because everyone was real sad about what happened here.
1: When did it happen?
0: 2011. Oh, wow. So, October 18th, 2011, a man by the name of Terry Thompson... (gasps) took his own life. This is a sad story, but it's also insane. Before Terry received his self inflicted gunshot wound to the head, he wanted to tell or to let all of his animals free. So but Terry didn't just own cats and dogs and birds. Terry owned bears, he owned some lions, he owned some tigers, he owned some wolves. Uh he even had a baboon.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yep. So how did Terry end up getting all of these animals? Well, Ohio for the most Most of its existence has had little to no regulation on owning exotic pets, allowing Mm. someone like Terry without any real means or knowledge to care for them uh, to have an abundance of carnivores. So in addition to Terry Thompson taking his own life that night, 18 tigers, 17 lions, 8 bears, 3 cougars, 2 wolves, 1 baboon, and something else also died. (laughs) I don't know how to pronounce it. Macau, Macau. Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, it also died. So, because he just like let them all go. Anyway. Oh. That night in Zanesville, Ohio, a man by the name, his neighbor, Sam Kopchak returned home from work when uh, sorry, returned home from work to his house. That he shared with his elderly mother, he noticed his horse was behaving strangely and had put itself in the far corner of the field, which Kopchak knew was unusual behavior. Looking across his field, he could see his neighbor's, uh, his neighbor's horses also circling, and he said there was a black object following them, which later was discovered to be a black bear but these horses are just fucking running yeah. in circles and he's like I don't know what's going on over there but my horse is freaked out so he decides he's going to walk up his hill he's going to get his horse and put it in for the night but he says he like gets the horse like turns takes a couple steps and he sees through A very jumpable, flimsy fence. A large African male lion just, like, chilling there. He's just like,
1: fuck! Yeah.
0: I don't know if he said fuck. I'm assuming. (laughs) I can only imagine. He went, fuck! So, not trying to freak out or startle the very impressive, you know... Five hundred pound killing machine. I guessed. I don't know how much they weigh. He took a steady yet brisk walk back to his barn, where he immediately locked himself in, and then he phoned his mom uh, from his cell phone. So his first words to her were, "We got trouble." And then he said, "Like, make sure all the doors and windows are locked. Like, get yourself safe." Um, and I think he told her to call nine one one. So uh, Sam's trapped in the barn. He keeps peeking out the window. And then he says he just starts to see more and more animals start to come out. Um, He says he watched another black bear come out. Then he sees a wolf. Then he sees a lioness. And they're all just (laughs) trotting through like, what the hell is going on? And then he said it wasn't until he saw the tiger that he was afraid. Because, like, they're fucking huge, man. So uh, let's see yeah
1: wait so did this guy have all these animals like in his house
0: no he just had a lot of property and oh. he just he kept them all in cages oh okay yeah so they're not like free roaming it's yeah they're just in cages which okay. is sad anyway yeah. yeah it's not like a habitat okay. anyway yeah um so up to that point the bear chasing the horses i guess hadn't attempted to like attack the sorry what did i say The bear chasing the horses hadn't attempted to attack them yet, but he said that, like, when the tiger came out, it was, like, starting to snipe at the... It was starting to really go after the horses. They didn't ever say, but I don't think any horses were eaten. Okay. They didn't say. Anyway, (laughs) so... Meanwhile, the 911 call is being responded to. So it says after the first call, a deputy goes over to, to um, Terry Thompson's house and he asks the dispatcher to try and connect or contact Terry. And he says just as many times as it takes, try to get a hold of Terry. Let him know his animals are loose. Um, and there was like a... a video and audio recording of the messages being left by the dispatcher and you can like hear the panic in her voice she's like hi terry uh this is the muskogam or whatever county sheriff office uh your animals are loose like she's you can hear it in her voice like she's panicking um so the deputy deputy that arrived steve welker had been he'd been to the property before on four separate occasions he said some old footage did show terry's interaction with law enforcement and it's like it's kind of what you would expect, just, like, kind of a brisk, like, yeah. or a brusque kind of old man, you know, just, like, real gravelly and, um, you know, it's, he would, ex- it's how you would expect a paranoid, entitled conservative would act <laughs> okay. around people trying to infringe on his right of whatever the fuck he yeah. felt like doing. so. Uh, The videos don't make him look like a bad pet owner, but like they don't make him look like a great one either. Uh, From what I can tell, he nor his wife, I don't think they meant to be neglectful, but it's fair to say that they had probably taken on more than they could handle. Um, So anyway, Steve Welker, he's shocked to see the animals just running around everywhere. And his goal, he was he was hoping to find Terry alive. You know, that's all they can assume at this mm-hmm. point so another dude deputy johnson mary he's on duty only a couple of hours when he heard, hears that a bear and a lion have been like sighted so he goes by the property and he says he saw a large gray wolf walking by and probably went holy shit and then anyway he followed the wolf in his car and he said That while he was telling it, the official call came back from the station about what to do with the deadly animals prowling outside of their cages. And that was just to put them down like they didn't have time. Uh Like it's we got to we got to deal with this like right fucking now because someone's going to get killed because there's a fucking tiger in Ohio and we're not prepared (laughs) for that kind of thing. Um, So he says he gets his little rifle out. He follows the wolf on foot and he fires his shot. He says the wolf did go down in one shot. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets back to his vehicle. Another call comes in that there's two officers encountering a lion. So he's like, okay, I'm going to oh take God. my, I'm taking my yeah. rifle and off I go. Um, but Deputy Mary said that, so he arrived to the location. He's, he's in a rush. He says his rifle strap snagged on a computer. So he decided like, okay, fuck it. I have my side piece. He turns around and. And then he says he sees a bear, like, charging toward him. towards him. Then he's like, oh, my God. Then he, he said he took his side piece out and was able to drop the bear oh with a side piece. And then he was like, okay, I'm definitely bringing my rifle yeah. with me. I don't care if I have a side piece. So, um, you know, he's on his quest to find anyone in need. And then he comes across a lioness. He, he is able to, to shoot her. Because um, she's running towards someone home. Someone's home. He shoots another black bear, and then he shoots a tiger. So this oh is God. his day. This is his day on the job, right? Uh, so then he said, uh, after sorry, he was going for a cougar, and then an African male lion comes from the other direction. So he shoots obviously the bigger lion because fuck that. And then yeah, other nearby deputies were able to shoot the cougar throughout the course of the evening. He was able to shoot another wolf, two more lions, and a tiger. So oh my like oh. And a grizzly bear. It's
1: like a fucking exotic Dude. hunting spree or something.
0: It is. Oh yeah. But it's like, it's like, yeah, what do you do? It Cause it's actually like the other thing they didn't talk about is it's actually starting to get towards sundown. So oh, they don't, okay. they like, yeah. this is like, Oh, sh- what, what do we do? Um,
1: I would feel so bad. Oh.
0: having to kill all these animals. And they they did. Yeah. It said. Um. So while deputies are trying to get a handle on the situation, it says 40 miles away there was a rhino conservation, like a real one, and they contacted uh, administrators to let them know that Terry Thompson's animals had been on the are on the loose, and I guess they were all familiar with Terry Thompson. They'd all had run-ins with this guy before, like. Um, and it says the director of animal health, Dr. Michael Berry had been at Thompson's home before in 2008 for an inspection of his private animal collection. That inspection eventually led to an ATF, um, raid that landed Thompson in prison for a year on gun charges. Wow. Yeah. So they were there for the animals and they ended up finding five machine guns and two shotguns that had, he had no license for, mm. um, a year in prison for that. That's crazy. Yeah. So, no other, I mean, good, but like, so no other actions were taken concerning the animals. It was, yeah, just about the guns. <sighs> okay. Yeah. They're like, fuck them animals. Yeah. So, who is Terry Thompson? Terry Thompson was an interesting fellow. He was a Vietnam vet um, and most definitely suffered from PTSD. Uh, by the time he was sent to prison, he owed $68,000 to the IRS. Uh, in back taxes and had two federal liens on his property. So while he was in prison, his wife, Marion had a really hard time caring for all the animals of which they had many friends uh, said that she had worked herself ragged on the property, trying to do literally everything herself. while her stupid husband was in jail for not registering his guns. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their friends said, The lawyer fees had broken um, them and that Thompson felt pressure from everyone because they like all had this very watchful eye on him. Uh, He was convicted of animal cruelty back in 2005 because they had found a dead cow on his property. They didn't really go into detail on that. But Terry Thompson had started collecting exotic animals back in 1977 when he bought a small lion cub named Simba. I didn't know that name was around before the Lion King. I'm going to be honest. I was surprised. I was like, 1977 Simba? What? Anyway. Interesting. Right? (laughs) So uh, before he was known for owning all kinds of rare pets, he was also known as a daredevil by his friends. So he'd owned a Harley Davidson store for a while, which he sold not only motorcycles, but guns as well. Even (laughs) class three automatic weapons. So if you were in the, you know, if you went to his shop, you could potentially roll out of there with a new hog and a submachine gun <laughs> if you wanted to do that, because this is America. <laughs> God damn it. This is my America. Wow. I'm kidding. It's like just a few. They just have a few more teeth than like Tiger King. You know, like the, yeah. where I swear to God, we're a step away from that. But another friend of Terry's, Cindy Huntsman, uh, she said she. Sorry, in my mind, I just went that bitch, Carol Baskins. <laughs> so this was a friend of his, Cindy Huntsman. Um, she went, she met Terry and Marion at that exotic animal auction. Apparently that's how he got his little lion cub was just an exotic animal auction because I guess that's what people did back then. So that was when he bought the little lion cub Simba and had no clue what to do with it. Um, I'm sure that any sane person would argue that no one should be allowed to own a large predator without having previous knowledge and current means to care for such a dangerous predator. But what do I know? (laughs) It shouldn't seem like too much to ask for for a little oversight of what was going on back then. But again, Thompson's friends admitted that Terry was in over his head and that um, after he had amassed, he had amassed several large animals very quickly I guess Uh, occasionally their exotic pets did make it onto the big screen so I guess one of his tigers made it onto a photo shoot with Heidi Klum in 2008 (laughs) I guess that's cool wow And then he was also interviewed uh, by the Zanesville Reporter. They did a story on him of his ownership of his pets. And this is his quote. He said, I have them because I love them and I'm willing to do whatever I have to do to take care of them. So, like, he cared about his animals, but it still didn't make him a great pet owner. Um, Anyway back to deputy steve welker he's looking for terry hopefully he can find him alive but unfortunately for steve uh for Marion, for friends and his family terry had uh taken his own life at least from like what the officer could tell he said it was um i think he said it was partially obscured the body but like there was a gun next to it he had shot yeah, himself okay. um and then i guess oh sorry i lost my place Yes. So it said this is when they sent in a team to try to recover his body, to try to, like, keep it from being too damaged from the animals being out and loose and everything. Um, And I guess it's like, it's so crazy because they did do, like, some little video reenactments of it, like the officers. But they're just in the back of a pickup truck, just three dudes with rifles, just, (laughs) like, slowly crawling through this property um, because they don't know what the fuck is on it. So... This team comes in, they're going to find Terry's body and they're going to, you know, rescue it, I guess. So when they get to the body, they could not access it because they said a large tiger literally had its jaws around his head. Um, oh my God. And they said the body was also in a state of partially being undressed, which made people think he did it on purpose. So this is where the officers <laughs> let everybody know that the tiger definitely bit his dick off because they say that the animals will usually eat the softest tissue first. Oh. And he had partially undressed himself. So that oh, tiger ate his dick <laughs> <laughs> anyways. So they shoot the tiger. Um, while watching the horrific sight, they noticed some animals hadn't left their cages, but the doors were still open. So this tiger's dead. They're like, okay, the cage doors are open shut the doors. Um, So they're shutting all the doors and not long after they had shut a whole bunch of them, they realized that all of their efforts were wasted because Terry had used bolt cutters to cut a bunch of holes in all of the fences. So that means none of the animals were secure. They were shutting the doors for fucking nothing because the animals could still get out. So that meant that they were probably still going to have to kill these animals because the, the order has been come in to like shoot to kill, you know? Um, so the officers yeah now know have other cho- have no other choice um when the deputy bros start moving on foot they did show with reenaction their reenactments their little diamond formation this little documentary it was like a little 20 minute youtube thing yeah. like a abc special or something think. but like um watching them do their little diamond formation was amazing and i highly recommend it okay. i don't know why it was so delightful to watch them i know they're doing horrible things they're shooting animals yeah. but like they're just so excited yeah. to show you their little like oh and we were doing our diamond formation oh. i don't know <laughs> they're like kind of geeking out i still think they were sad when they shot the animals yeah. but uh whatever um do you remember that guy in the barn
1: oh yeah he's still there oh, okay anyway so this
0: is all happening <laughs> The media. Well, can you imagine being in that barn and being like, what the fuck is happening out there? Pop, 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 bang, bang, bang. (laughs) Roar. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, this is all happening. The media has been alerted. So live coverage is now happening because it is actually about public safety. Like people need to know that a, there are large, dangerous predators on the loose that could easily kill an adult as well as a child. And that B, yes, there was going to be a lot of gunfire to put down the large dangerous predators on the loose that could easily kill an adult as well as a child. So no need to call in for the shots fired that didn't stop people from calling it to complain and cuss out the uh, Muskingum County Sheriff's Office in the midst of all this epic shit show. Uh But yeah, it was just dumb local motherfuckers. It was nationwide motherfuckers. They were all calling to be like, why aren't you using tranquilizers? Uh, But yeah, so anyway. Oh no, I lost my place. Shit anyways all night long they could not answer real questions like any real emergencies like people weren't going to be able to get through because everyone was calling in like literally around the country to be like You're pieces of shit they played some of these audio it, it was nuts like oh, really? you motherfuckers how could you you're killing these animals yeah. you sick pieces of shit like, they're out there just said, having what else fun. What are we supposed to be doing? Well, everyone thinks, like, you know, we've all been trained to think in the ways of movies and TV. Yeah. Like, they shoot the tranquilizer. It takes five seconds, and then they yeah. go down, and that's not how it works. Okay. So, yeah, uh, they were having some troubles. And let's not get it wrong, the county sheriff's office, they do not lack for a shit ton of guns, I will say every single one of them, like when they were doing their little reenactments and stuff, every single one was like, and this is my gun. (laughs) It does this. (laughs) They were like really excited to show their guns. Yeah. It was just very funny. Um, Yeah. And then he was like showing like, here's a single burst. He's like, here's a double, a triple burst. And then he's like, here's automatic. It's like, okay, dude, you need to relax. Um, So 16 and a half hours after the very first 911 call, there's no more sightings. They decide to do a count. Um, So they've been picking off animals all day. They've, why did I write 16 and a half hours? That's supposed to be six and a half hours. That's I don't know why I wrote that six and a half hours after the first 911 call. So it's dark. Um, They've been shooting animals all day, all over the property. So, and they're lacking in manpower. The only feasible way to get a good body count was to gather all the animals and group them. Oh, Okay. There's not really a good way to transport very large, heavy animals. So they did something. They tied a rope around the animal's legs and then hooked them up to a tractor to drag them to the designated area. The public misread this visual as some sort of, like, glorified flex. Like, they were laying out their trophies (laughs) for everyone to see. And they were grouping them. Like, here's our tigers. Here's our lions. Here's our cougars. Like, they were just trying to get, like, a count. You know, like, what have we killed? Um, So everyone's like, motherfuckers. Like, everyone's freaking out. Anyway, they were just trying to make it make sense. So, uh. And there was an attempt. Everyone should know. There was one attempt to tranquilize one of the tigers. So one of the people that responded that day said uh, that trying to sedate one large animal was hard enough. Um, In extreme cases, they might be dealing with two or three animals on the loose um, to sedate. And they said the fact that there were dozens just roaming around um, like in neighborhoods and stuff was going to make it like impossible to kill given the circumstances. So um, on their one attempt to get a tiger... When the needle hit the tiger, it freaked the fuck out and like instantly went to attack them and they had to shoot it. So they were like, "Ugh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it it just would have been bad. They would have died. So this night was horrible. Ohio really went through the ringer for that, for not having any fucking laws. So they did. They went through a lot of changes. The biggest changes came with the laws as of 2017. Um, the first was that owners now had to chip and register their exotic pets. I can't believe that wasn't a yeah. thing already. Whatever. Uh, they also had to meet certain standards on housing, training, transportation, insurance, and enclosures. That wasn't a thing they worried about before. I can't believe that. <laughs> uh, the second big change was that they built – it was a state-built $3 million structure. Uh, it was a, tempor- a twenty thousand square foot temporary holding facility to feed, transport, and care for seized and surrendered animals as oh. part of the new state laws. Hmm. So yeah, if you couldn't meet yeah. those requirements, you weren't going to have your fucking chimpanzee anymore. <laughs> so, uh, th- oh, and then from from twenty thirteen to twenty seventeen, it said that the facility housed, or it held around two hundred and seven animals. Over half of them being alligators. A what? lot of people in Ohio owned alligators. Oh my God. Why? <laughs> okay. So third, permits have slowed way down. It said in 2017, they issued 45 permits for 163 animals, which was down from 2014 being 64 per, uh, permits in t- for 218 animals. So it's steps in the right direction. I didn't see any further um, numbers past 2017. That was kind of when everyone wrote their big news stories. And then that was it. Um, A good friend of Terry's, John Moore, wrote a book called 18 Days to the Massacre, where he gives his side of the story. He claims the cops shot um, animals that were still locked up in their cages and that people really misread Terry. Um, I know there's two sides to the story, but... Thompson did something like really horrible and if his friends don't like it too bad that's his fucking legacy like he freed dozens of dangerous animals to the public um and he claimed that he loved them but he ended up getting them all shot and killed so I I don't have too much sympathy for Terry Thompson like I'm sorry you were sad but you're a dick um Okay, my sources. The biggest one: MSNBC. Shoot to kill the Zanesville animal massacre. Oh. So that's the one I watched. Okay. People. dot com. An article by Jeff Truesdale and Nicole uh, Weissen Segan. An Axios Columbus article: Tyler Buchanan and Aslo Widman. Oh my God. <laughs> Her name is Alyssa.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Aslo. <laughs>
0: What did I say? Oh my god, I'm Asshole. so sorry. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Alyssa widman Nisa, you do great work. I got some information from Ohioanimaladvocates.org, um, a USA article, USA Today article by Kathy Thompson, Daytona Daily News, an article by Laura Bischoff, uh Columbus Dispatcher, an article by Holly Zachariah, a GQ article by Chris Heath, and a New York Times article by Greb greg bishop and timothy williams that is the zanesville animal massacre
1: oh that was fucking crazy i just remembered i didn't read my sources either. <laughs> did you want to do that yeah, okay okay sorry i'll look at my phone because i already closed my computer all good
0: it's cool uh, but yeah i had never heard of that and I was like, this was national news. I didn't hear a fucking thing.
1: That's literally insane. That was such a crazy story. I thought it was going to be like all these animals at the zoo like killed people. But no, it was just like.
0: No, all the animals died. Wow.
1: <laughs> That's so crazy. You know, I felt crazy, too, because I was obsessed with like wanting a raccoon for a while. Obviously, I know it's like a horrible yeah. idea. But I was like looking up like, oh, where can you own raccoons and like different stuff? And there's this place and I think like, Is it
0: Zanesville, Ohio? No. <laughs> it's like in
1: Illinois or some crap where you can like go to this farm and they sell like raccoons and foxes. What? And the all this fuck? shit. You can just get one and yeah. Oh my I, god. I thought it was crazy. I was like, wow. You and can then,
0: have like your own real life fox and the hound yeah. scenario.
1: But I remember my mom's ex had a raccoon and it would like just like shit on the stove and like counters and like it was like wild you know yeah and then i was reading things too of people it's like oh yeah i came home and my raccoon had like dug a tunnel through the ceiling and oh, just oh like crazy God. shit where it's like okay i don't yeah a i'm fucking wild you know cat,
0: well, cats are all right yeah you
1: know? <laughs> And like my dog is close enough to yep. being a raccoon so
0: basically what do they say i think they said um aren't like pandas more closely related to raccoons oh, really? than bears or something That's like funny. that. So you could own a panda.
1: <laughs> I so I actually figured out the Pueblo Zoo has red pandas, which is my <gasps> favorite animal. I
0: fucking love red pandas.
1: And I really want to go to the Pueblo Zoo just to see a fucking red panda. But yeah. <gasps> OK. OK. We should go. OK. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've never been to the Pueblo Zoo actually. So... Me either. OK. Let me find. OK. So my one main source that I use for my story was these people on YouTube called Essential True Crime, and it was just called the baffling murder of Beverly. How to pronounce her last name? I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. And then it was a uh, article by Mark Hoover, and it was the unsolved murder of teenager Beverly Jaros. I don't know how to say your last name. But, yeah, those were my only two sources because that one video was, like, an hour long or something like oh, that. And okay. had all these, like, facts and different stuff. And then I just, like, cross-fact checked it with that other article. And, yeah, it was...
0: Sweet. Yeah. Right on. <sighs> yep. Damn it. There was oh. something... of Oh, sorry. Just going to say <laughs> this last thing because I really want this. I genuinely want this. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I'll get it. Maybe next year. I want a tattoo <gasps> of a honey badger. Oh. But I want it to be like an American traditional oh, okay. like portrait, yeah. of a honey badger, kind of illustrative style with a banner that says, "Don't give a shit." <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> and I genu- I that's want awesome. that permanently on my body. yeah, that's dope. Okay. Let's Aww. make it happen, Laura. I can
1: picture it perfectly in my right? brain. Right? <laughs>
0: yes. Like some flowers. Yeah. Like it's so, yeah. Aww. I want that.
1: It's funny because I used to not really care for traditional tattoos, but lately I've just been like really yes. into them. Every time I see them, I'm like, I actually really like them a There's, lot. They're just like, yeah. yeah.
0: There's a lot of tattoo styles I love. I don't think I would get, but yeah. like love. But I would love an American tra- yeah. traditional. Aww. Yeah.
1: I've and actually been looking up. I'm going to get my... Uh, mid tattoo removed just because it just drives oh. me so crazy and i cannot stand it robbie watched that for the first oh, time really the other night yeah
0: <laughs> i don't well, want to watch didn't. it she was like it's really weird and then she made john watch it like today like it oh, was on really? it was on in the house and what's funny is i was looking at that and i was like hey that looks really familiar. Yeah. It's that Laura's tattoo. <laughs> and it is. It is. That's yeah, so exciting. It's, that's funny. Oh, That's a yeah, creepy fucking movie. It really
1: is. It's like disturbing. But I feel like the more you watch it, it's like, wow, this is actually, because the first time I saw it, it, was like, that was really weird. But then it's like, you watch it more. And it's actually like pretty good. And like the story's just like fucked up. and. <laughs> she burns her boyfriend alive in the bear suit and cool yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah she told she was telling and spoiler alerts i don't know yeah. whatever it's what what year did that I come know, out i'm like you've had enough right you should have watched already losers but i she was talking about the l- lung scene like oh, they, they yeah, basically like eagle him creepy. or whatever yeah yeah or it's, blood eagle
1: it actually is really unsettling that them yeah like, yeah
0: I'm trying to think of what I watched. I watched a documentary on Netflix about, like, the wilderness camps for, like, <gasps> troubled youth. I almost watched <gasps> that. It's so it good. good. You yeah. should watch it. It's really fucked up. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yeah, I I forgot that I had seen that, and I almost started it, and then I forgot about for, it. Did you but... watch Shiny
0: Happy People? That one's on Prime. So. That one's about the Duggars. Oh. Dude, no. it's so good. Okay. And then it gets into, like, the homeschooling movement, <laughs> the Joshua generation yeah. of, like— do you know about all that stuff so the joshua generation is like this homeschool movement of like we're gonna create tomorrow's political leaders and like we're gonna homeschool them through jesus and there are some people that have fucking made it to politics yes oh my gosh so it's crazy Mm, you should watch watch it shiny happy people yes i
1: watched the iron claw last night what the fuck is that have you seen it's like that movie with zach efron like the wrestling movie (gasps) oh i want to see it dude it was so good okay it was literally so good it starts off like kind of like uh not like slow but it's just like very like wrestling but yeah it's like based on like that real family like the von eric really? brothers it was so crazy i was like what fucking state <laughs> this thing Cause i wanted to do a story on them it was actually like so sad it's about like i guess they believed like the name like von eric was cursed and it's just like oh. all this like horrible shit like the movie no. gets like really dark like halfway through where it's like oh my gosh i was thinking about it actually doing uh. your story and then i was like <laughs> i need to tell heather about this like <laughs> <laughs> you talked about the guy killing himself, but yeah, okay, yeah. You need to watch that movie, it's actually really good. I kept staring at Zach Efron the whole time, and I was like, What <laughs> happened to his face? I feel really bad. So they say he didn't get plastic surgery, that like he had like an accident with his jaw where it's like left oh. like hanging off his face. I don't know if that's true or not, yeah. but yeah, I mean,
0: listen, it's what's on the inside that counts, yeah.
1: But yeah, you should watch that movie. It's really good. It also has like Jeremy Allen White in
0: it, the okay. guy from Shameless. I don't yeah, know if you ever watched Shameless. But yeah, it's man, really the internet almost had me. I it had me thinking that Gene Wilder was like his oh, grandfather. Oh really? it that- <laughs> not. i was like, oh, is that who he is? They no. do look so similar. They look like it he could be his fucking grandson. I
1: think it's crazy how guys can be like funny looking and everyone's like, they're so fucking hot. And then it's like girls are like <laughs> funny looking and they're like, ew. Get the fuck but, out yeah. of here. Get your uggo face yeah. and never come back.
0: <laughs> I yeah. yeah, he's kind of a like he's he's weird, he's kinda yeah. odd, goofy hot. Like yeah. I don't know. I think he's a good looking guy. I, know.
1: I think so too. It's like, wow, like I would date someone like him. Yeah. <laughs> But then other pre- then it's like also it's like what something's like yeah. I don't know <laughs> I felt
0: that way about Adam Driver but oh, he's yeah. just aging like a fine wine right, I think yeah. he's just getting yeah hotter yeah. and hotter as he gets I older it's weird
1: phenomena. he needs
0: facial hair I think he needs facial hair. oh yeah hair. I agree with yeah. that, yeah
1: because otherwise he has like that very kind of like, baby chin almost <laughs>
0: <laughs> who the fuck are we to talk yeah about? I, don't know. I know I'm but like I'm a fucking I, blob I like have, whatever.
1: Like, the like receding chin, where oh, uh,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, real quick. Sorry, uh, my <laughs> thyroid thing, uh, exciting news. I, I just have to remove the whole thyroid, it's fine, whatever. Oh, my grandma yeah. had it, eh, whatever. Oh, okay, it's whatever. Well,
1: so do you have to take like medication to like supplement your thyroid? I might, he said there's that. a percentage oh, okay. that
0: I will, but I may not have to, oh. and yeah, so well, we shall see. All right, on that note. <laughs> we'll see you maybe in two months
1: in two months three months who knows right
0: (laughs) sometime we'll see at the end of 2024 (laughs) yeah bye bye